listening to Beyond the Game. I love you guys. love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, the Watch Out World. It's a faith-based sports radio program. That's the dumbest thing I could think of. I love everything about it, the, the, the beards, the handshakes. That just means I'm never leaving my kids alone with you. The ladies are digging my sweet bass. We would be honored if you would join us. Along with Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Welcome into the Beyond the Game program, everybody. Very glad to have you along, btgprogram.com or at btgprogram. It is, of course, Thanksgiving weekend. Perhaps some of you have been caught up in the Black Friday chaos or maybe even listening to us in the car as you're running from store to store trying to make the most of discounts and savings. Or recovering in the hospital after being trampled. (laughs) Just yesterday, we were thankful for all that we've been given. And today, we hit the stores at ridiculous times of day just to get more stuff at reduced prices so that we have more money to get even more stuff. (laughs) Anyway, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, here's my friend Zach Barletta with a Thanksgiving theme to this week's Shenanigans Statements. First off, here's a pro tip for Black Friday shopping. Everybody has their deals online already. Pre-order it for in-store pickup on the website. All you have to do is go to the desk. Your Black Friday has been saved. All right, number one, Jason Garrett should be thankful that someone has to win the NFC East to make the playoffs. The Dallas Cowboys are good enough to go on a run and win the Super Bowl, which is the only way he keeps his job in Dallas. I agree. It's a long shot, but the Cowboys seem to me to be better than their record indicates. Dak Prescott has played pretty well this year, better than I expected, and if they put it all together, I think they can actually represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. The problem is, though, at this point, they're going to have to go through much of the playoffs on the road, and if that means going into Seattle... That's a tough task. Mm-hmm. As for Garrett, look, it's hard to fire a Super Bowl winning coach, right? But unless he wins the Super Bowl, I think the last game for the Cowboys this year will also be his last game as head coach. I agree with what you said, which is why I believe 100% he will be fired because the Cowboys coming into this week had not beaten a single team with a winning record. And they're going to have to beat a few of those to win the Super Bowl. So I 100% believe that doesn't happen. And Jason Garrett gets fired number two sticking within the division Dwayne Haskins should be thankful the Washington Redskins don't have a strong head coach because after missing the final play of the game because he was taking selfies with fans a stronger coach would have benched him for their next game what do you think here uh I agree I mean look he's a young kid he was excited that he finally won a game but look the game was still going on there were eight seconds left you got to be aware of that as a player, as the quarterback of the team, you have to be watching and thinking ahead to what's coming up. you got to stay in the game. You can't be disappearing behind the bench to take selfies. I wouldn't be too harsh with the discipline, but maybe in the next game, he doesn't play the first play and therefore isn't the starter. Something like that, just to let him know, hey, you got to stay involved until the clock hits zeros. Yeah, I can see that if he sat on the bench during the first play. I actually say shenanigans that I wouldn't bench him for the next game. But, you know, sometimes they do that where they bench him for the first series. You're right. It looks bad. And it's something I expect interim coach Bill Callahan will address. But I imagine it won't be too lengthy a discussion. Haskins already knows he messed up. Mm -hmm. In fairness, he didn't expect to see the field again. The Redskins got an interception and resulted in the offense going back on the field. But even so, it's a terrible look. Not worthy, though, to me, of being benched. He'll have punishment enough. 
just having to live it down in the locker room yeah, and having to deal with Joe Theismann, who gave his blessing to him wearing the number seven that mm-hmm. hadn't been used since Theismann played. Yeah. No, I say shenanigans. Yeah, I don't think you bench him for a whole game, but I think maybe a play or two at the start. Look, they want to run the ball a zillion times anyways. Case Keenum can come in and hand off on the first play. Number three, the New York Yankees should be thankful that oft-injured outfielder Jacoby Ellsbury allegedly visited a doctor who was not approved by the team because now the team has non-guaranteed the final year of his contract and is trying to keep the $26 million they should have owed him. I don't know what to say. I guess shenanigans, I, they're going to try, but mm-hmm. there's no way they're going to keep all $26 million. Yeah. They're going to try. And I'm not sure how I feel about it because it seems like they're trying to screw him out of really what they owe him, what's coming to him. But I, I guess if he went against the advice of te- the team and, and against the advice of team doctors and followed counsel from an outside doctor, then I guess they have a legitimate claim. It's a lot of money. Maybe the two sides figure out a way to settle on some sort of dollar amount, which would represent a compromise. And I, I, I suspect, so I say shenanigans. There's no way they're keeping all $26 million. Yeah, I say shenanigans as well. Uh, which this has become quite a, a saga to keep an eye on because the la- latest news I heard was that the doctor who was named in the allegations that he allegedly went to has said, no, Ellsbury never came to me. That's not true. So who knows? Uh, this looks like it's going to drag out for a while, but I mostly say shenanigans because you're the New York Yankees. Money is your biggest asset. There's no reason why outside of wanting to maintain a profit margin if this team wanted to, they could have a $500 million payroll every year, and they could make it, and it would be fine. $26 million, the Yankees find that under the couch cushion. So wanting to be stingy over this $26 million, while I get it, Ellsbury was not worth the contract. You're the ones that gave it to him, and you're stuck with it. Yeah, I agree. The Yankees can afford it. It's still a lot of money. It mm. just seems petty to me. It does to me, too. It's not a good look. Stick around. We have plenty more to do along with Zach Barletta. I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game program. Let's take a look back now on the week in Roberts Wesleyan College Athletics. This is the Red Hawks recap for the week covering up through Monday, November 25th. The Red Hawks recap is brought to you by Roberts Wesleyan College. Sarah Nady was one of three Red Hawks women to score in double digits last Friday night in a 79-71 win over Lake Erie College. Nady scored a double-double with a career-high 27 points to go along with 11 assists. Emily Miller added 22 points with 8 rebounds, while Dimitri Kixani hit for 13 points and came away with 5 rebounds. In men's basketball, it was a different story as they fell to Lake Erie on Saturday, 82-40. Armand Nasiri was the high scorer for the Red Hawks with 13 points. In Sacramento, California, at the D2 National Championships last weekend, the Roberts Wesleyan College cross-country teams took on the best the nation had to offer, with the women turning in a 28th place finish and the men coming in 31st. In other action, the Roberts Wesleyan men's and women's swim teams turned in a total of 10 first-place finishes on Saturday in a tri-meet against Wells College and SUNY Cobleskill. The men went 0-2 and the women 1-1. Gabe Rivers set team records in the 100 butterfly and 100 breaststroke with second-place finishes in each. Mateus Mora brought home three first-place finishes for the Red Hawks in the 50 backstroke, 100 freestyle, and 50 butterfly. 
For the women, Sarah Gendrew finished first in the 50 breaststroke and 100 individual medley. Paige Siebel won the 1,000-yard freestyle and 100 backstroke. With the semester break, there are no home games in the week ahead for Roberts Wesleyan Athletics. The women's basketball team will return home Saturday, January 4th against Cheney University of Pennsylvania, and it'll be a basketball doubleheader on Friday, January 10th. The women hosting the University of Bridgeport at 6 p.m., followed by the men taking on Bridgeport at 8. Mark your calendars, go on out to the Voller Athletic Center on the Roberts Wesleyan College campus, and support the Red Hawks. They are, after all, the only Division II college athletics program in Rochester. And you could stay up to date with all the Roberts Wesleyan Athletics at their website, robertsredhawks.com. There, of course, you'll find news, scores, highlights, and much more. And you can always follow Roberts Wesleyan Athletics on Twitter at RWC Redhawks. This has been the Red Hawks Recap presented by Roberts Wesleyan College. Do you know a high school athlete looking for a D2 college? Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts Wesleyan College, where athletics are fundamental to our commitment to educate for character. Our athletic program is strong and getting stronger every year. We offer 17 varsity sports, from lacrosse and basketball to track and field and soccer, and the only Division II athletic program in the area. Tell the young athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. Hey, it's Zach. If you're a fan of unsolved mysteries, mythical monsters, murder whodunits, or just podcasts in general, check out my other show, the Myths and Mysteries Podcast. Every two weeks, my brother Spencer and I tell fascinating stories about topics like the Bermuda Triangle, JFK's assassination, chupacabras, serial killers, and more. You can find us by searching for Myths and Mysteries on iTunes or Google Play or on our website, mythsandmysteriespod.com. Don't forget to click subscribe and leave us a review to let us know what you think. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Myths Podcast. So go check out the Myths and Mysteries podcast, and we'll see you next time. When I have a home remodeling project, whether interior or exterior, I call McAfee's Remodeling Company. Family-owned for nearly two decades, McAfee's Remodeling Company is the name I trust. Mike McAfee put a new bathroom into my house three years ago, and I'm still getting compliments on it every time someone comes over to visit. Mike and his crew are experienced and professional, and you'll be thrilled with their work. So give McAfee's Remodeling Company a call today at 402-1070. That's 402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. When St. Jude finds something that works well with a certain cancer, they share that with everybody. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. We just have to worry about helping Chandler and he's just my heart. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Welcome back into the program, btgprogram.com or at btgprogram at Sports Talk from a faith-based point of view. The program is recorded in the BTG studio in Rochester, New York, and is heard all around the world via podcast. In fact, over the last five weeks, the program has been heard in such places as England, the Netherlands, the Philippines, Canada, Ireland, Finland, 
and it was downloaded this past week in Nelsonville, Ohio, birthplace of actress Sarah Jessica Parker. Well, one of those things is not like the others. <laughs> <laughs> it was also the one-time home of Estelle Crabtree, who was a major league outfielder with both the Cincinnati Reds and St. Louis Cardinals. He began his career and ended his career with the Reds, but in between was with the St. Louis Cardinals and, in fact, spent eight years in the minors between the time that the Cardinals sent him down in 1933 and the time they called him back up in 1941. Eight years between Major League Service. He played for our own Rochester Red Wings, who were then affiliated with the Cardinals, Mm -hmm. and, in fact, was a player coach for the team for some time. To those of you listening around the world, to those of you listening in Nelsonville, Ohio, as well as wherever it is that you're listening from, we thank you for being with us. This next story, Zach, I I stumbled across it. It didn't really make a lot of noise. I imagine you probably didn't even see it. You're not a real strong NBA fan. I found a little humor in the story because I can relate to it, but it also sparked a few thoughts that I was sharing with some basketball guys the other day. New Orleans Pelicans guard Josh Hart has a podcast, and on it he made some negative comments about his former team, the L.A. Lakers. During the September 6th episode of his Lighthearted Podcast, that's what he calls it, which featured teammate Lonzo Ball, who was also in L.A. with Hart, a producer can be heard talking about deleting the portion of the conversation in which Hart talks negatively about the Lakers. Keep in mind, however, the comments... They seemed to me as though they were intended to be sarcastic. They were intended to be humorous. This past week, he said he called, Josh Hart did, some of his former L.A. Lakers teammates as well as some front office personnel in order to explain himself and hopefully clear the air. Hart says that he never intended for those comments to become public, but because of a communication error, the comments did in fact end up getting aired on the video version of the podcast. You can hear Lonzo Ball saying on the podcast, Lithuania was very depressing. I went there to visit. He, he went there to visit his brothers are mm-hmm. playing in Lithuania. Yeah. I wouldn't do it again. Nobody smiles. It's like everybody just hates that they're there. Hart then chimes in, sounds like L.A. And no, I'm not talking about the city. <laughs> Ball follows with, I don't know what he's talking about. Next question, cut that part out. And that's when you can hear the producer saying, we're going to edit this part out. So you might as well just tell us. Laughing Hart then explains, I was going to say the Lakers organization. Now, again, seemingly harmless, right? But Hart explained through social media after the podcast was released that he was upset he didn't receive any advance notice of the Anthony Davis trade, which ended up moving him and Ball, as well as Brandon Ingram and some draft picks, to New Orleans in exchange. Hart said he heard that he had been traded by reading it on Twitter. Quote, all you want is just like a heads up. Or even when the deal is final to get a call or even get a call just the same day and not find out on Twitter and not get called days later. He preferred not to say which people he had called to clear the air or who that one person was that he had alluded to in a subsequent tweet in which he said he had had a problem with. Hart and the Pelicans made their first trip into L.A. since the trade this past weekend, albeit to play the Clippers. Combined with the fact that on Wednesday, New Orleans hosted the Lakers, it seemed like a good time to offer an explanation to try to diffuse any ill feelings. He says, quote, when my sarcasm that wasn't supposed to be in that, it was supposed to be cut, was in there. I called some of the people in the Lakers front office. I called some of my teammates that I had and made sure that they knew that none of this stuff was about you guys. 
I get that. My, my spiritual gift is sarcasm, and sometimes <laughs> it gets me in trouble. I can relate to this. Like me, you've probably made a joke about something, made some sort of sarcastic statement, and it didn't go over as well out loud as it does in your head. And because of my sense of humor, I mean, it happens to me more than I would care to admit. When that happens, I have to be ready to apologize. Good for Josh Hart. The reports didn't really say if indeed Hart apologized or just explained himself, although both would be appropriate, as would be asking for forgiveness. Asking a person to forgive you is much different than a simple apology. It's an additional step which ideally clears the air completely, and it restores the relationship. Sorry doesn't acknowledge that you recognize that you have wronged the other person, nor does it require a commitment from them to release you from the debt you owe. Now, obviously, to avoid such a situation, there's always the option to not say anything which needs to be, quote, deleted by a producer. Colossians chapter 4, verse 6 says, Let your speech always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. Over the years, Zach and I have said things which, after we gave it more thought, we decided to edit it out to avoid any misunderstandings and or hurt feelings. Heck, back when Darren was on the program, we edited out half the stuff we recorded. <laughs> we basically had to put a mute button on his microphone. You talk enough and it's inevitable you'll end up putting your foot in your mouth at some point. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 19 says, When there are many words, transgression is unavoidable, but he who restrains his lips is wise. You know, in real life, we don't always have the option to edit something out. Once it's out there, it's out there. And so we need to guard what we say. And when we do say something, something improper, we need to be mature enough to set it right. As I say, good for Josh Hart. If it's the goal of a Christian to be loving, to show love, then we need to maintain a good, clean conscience with other people. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5 says, But the goal of our instruction is love from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. In his Sermon on the Mount, Jesus taught of the priority of reconciliation. He considers it far more important to be reconciled to someone than to perform a religious duty. Matthew chapter 5, verses 23 and 24 say, Therefore, if you are presenting your offering at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and present your offering. Maybe there's someone right now that you need to call. Or maybe go see in person. Maybe there's someone that, as we're talking about this, God has laid on your heart or mind that you need to apologize to and seek forgiveness. Don't wait. Get that situation straightened out. Get it straightened out now. Maybe even it's God who you have to straighten out the problem with. Maybe it's God that you've never asked to forgive you for your sins against him. The Bible promises that by confessing our sins, God will forgive us. 1 John 1.9 says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you've never placed your faith in Christ for the forgiveness of sins, this is the time. Our sins keep us from a right relationship with God, one that needs to be restored. 
But God's standard of holiness, well, it's unobtainable by ourselves. But Jesus Christ makes it possible to anyone calls on his name to be forgiven and to meet God's standard based on Christ's holiness and not our own. Romans 10, 13 says, For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus Christ shed his blood on the cross, giving up his life to pay the penalty of your sins and mine. And when our sins are forgiven, God looks at you. He no longer sees your sins, your wretchedness. Instead, he sees the holiness of Christ transferred onto you. Jesus' death and resurrection makes it possible to go to heaven if we accept the free gift which he offers. John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, Martin Luther calls John three sixteen the little Bible. It says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then verse 17 says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The gift of eternal life in heaven, well, it's just that. It's, it's a gift. It can't be earned. Salvation can only be gained by asking God to forgive you and by accepting, by believing that Jesus Christ is Lord. If you want to be forgiven of your sins and spend eternity in heaven, then you need to admit to God your sin, and you need to ask God to forgive you. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Pray to God and admit your sin and your guilt. Tell him that you believe he died on the cross for you, and that he was buried and rose again, defeating death. Ask God to forgive you, and ask him to help you repenting from sin. And if there's some way we can help, please don't hesitate in reaching out to us. Maybe we can pray for you. Let us know. You can reach out through our website, btgprogram.com. When we come back, something encouraging in our You Like That segment. Come on back along with Zach Barletta. I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game program. Hey, it's Zach. If you're a fan of Unsolved Mysteries, Mythical Monsters, Murder Whodunits, or just podcasts in general, check out my other show, The Myths and Mysteries Podcast. Every two weeks, my brother Spencer and I tell fascinating stories about topics like the Bermuda Triangle, JFK's assassination, chupacabras, serial killers, and more. You can find us by searching for Myths and Mysteries on iTunes or Google Play, or on our website, mythsandmysteriespod.com. Don't forget to click subscribe and leave us a review to let us know what you think. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Myths Podcast. So go check out the Myths and Mysteries podcast, and we'll see you next time. If you know a high school athlete looking to become their best self, think Roberts Wesleyan College. Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts. We recently won six conference titles, our teams have made three NCAA national championship appearances, and 96 student-athletes were named East Coast All-Conference. And Roberts has the only NCAA Division II program in Greater Rochester. Tell the athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. I'm a 
retired school psychologist and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Welcome back into the Beyond the Game program. I'm Rick Benson. He's Zach Barletta. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 11 says, A fool always loses his temper, but a wise man holds it back. A week or two ago on the PGA Tour Latin America, Brandon Matthews eyed up an eight-foot putt on a playoff hole to keep his hopes of a championship alive. This was at the Visa Open Day Argentina in Buenos Aires, where winning the tournament would have meant an automatic invite to the British Open in 2020. So this is a big putt. As Matthews was in the middle of his backswing, a fan yelled out, causing Brandon to shank the putt. Initially, he was understandably angry. But when tournament officials explained that the fan had Down syndrome and didn't mean anything, they say Brandon nearly cried. I kind of flinched on the putt and immediately knew I missed it. I thought someone had done it intentionally. I was frustrated. Matthews went over to the fan. He embraced him and handed him a signed glove and a signed golf ball. Matthews said, some things are bigger than golf. I don't want anyone to be mad at him. I didn't want him to be mad at himself. I wanted to make sure he knew that I wasn't mad. That's all I wanted to do. Brandon Matthews controlling his anger, overlooking an inadvertent action of a fan with Down syndrome is what I like like this week. What I like this week is a story involving Panthers quarterback Cam Newton. Newton's not having the greatest year. He's been injured for most of it, and when he was on the field, he wasn't very good. But something he did this week was serving Thanksgiving meals to 1,300 underprivileged children for the eighth year in a row. Every child who attended got free food and another meal to make it home for Thanksgiving. Cam Newton does this a lot, regardless of what you think about him, and I'm not his biggest fan. His habit of giving footballs to kids behind the end zone after he scores. His tradition of giving Thanksgiving to over a thousand children every year. He's a good dude, and he does good things, and I think that should be recognized. So Cam Newton giving Thanksgiving dinner to children in the area is what I like this week. Yeah, you know, this is where I want to insert some sort of, well, he's not doing anything else. He doesn't have to quarterback (laughs) a team joke. He's got lots of free time. Yeah, but it just doesn't seem right because he's doing good things. Yeah, You know, it just doesn't seem like I shouldn't make that joke, even though we all know I just sort of did. Yeah, way to make the joke while sort of pretending like you were too good to make the joke. (laughs) Well, there you have it. That's our show for this week. Thanks so much for being with us here on the Beyond the Game program. Please don't forget, this radio program is only on the air thanks to the generous support of our listeners. It's because of your prayers and your financial gifts which make the Beyond the Game program possible. Please pray about becoming a supporter of this radio ministry. And if you feel led to give a gift of any amount, Whether it's a one-time gift or a recurring gift, please visit our website, btgprogram.com. For Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at this same time. Be bold and be great this week, everybody. Be bold.